This week's episode is brought to you by Bureau Veritas. At Bureau Veritas, each and every member of the team is by your side to help you navigate your decarbonization journey. This is Green Seas, the podcast by Tradewinds about the environment and the business of the ocean. I'm Eric Priante Martin, and today we attempt to weigh the risks of shipping electric vehicles. As the world works to tackle the challenge of climate change, electrifying the global fleet of cars and trucks on our roads is a key focus. But does the rapid growth of electric vehicle shipping have a dark side? For the vessels that carry them from the countries where they're built to their markets? Let's look back about two months when the car carrier Fremantle Highway caught fire off the Dutch coast, killing one of its crew members. Here's how German broadcaster DW reported the incident. An electric vehicle is thought to have started a fire on board a cargo ship carrying thousands of cars. One crew member was killed and others injured off the Dutch coast. Officials say the blaze could be burning for days. A salvage team is monitoring this situation. Now, an investigation is underway to find out whether an electric vehicle really is the source of this fire. And there are reports that the decks where the electric cars were held actually may not have been involved in the blaze. I tried to check in on the investigation. Dutch authorities referred me to the Panama Maritime Authority, which is the flag state for the Fremantle Highway, and is leading the probe. I sent my questions to Panamanian authorities, but let's face it, they haven't responded to me in years. But when we see one of these ships catch fire, speculation often goes to electric cars. This is Andreas Enger, chief executive of car carrier operator Hoag Autoliners. Whenever there is a fire in a parking garage or a car carrier or everywhere, you jump to the conclusion that it's caused by an electric car. And normally, when you search for the actual origin of the fire, you find it isn't. And this is similar to what I've been hearing from experts in the car carrier sector and the regulators that oversee this market. Fires are one of the leading types of accidents in shipping, sometimes with deadly results. And even if the risks from lithium-ion batteries are worth special attention, there's a growing body of evidence that electric cars might be getting a bad rap. After all, We've also seen fires started by used cars. Or take the Grimaldi ship that caught fire off New Jersey in July, killing two firefighters. It was carrying used gasoline-powered cars, not new electric vehicles. And it turns out, it may not have even been one of those used cars, but another vehicle that was used to position them on the ship that started the fire. The International Union of Marine Insurers said earlier this month that scientific research demonstrates that electric vehicles are not more dangerous than conventional cars, and fires started by them are not more frequent either. It seems that car carriers may have a fire problem, but not specifically an electric vehicle fire problem. This is Bing Bing Song. He's a senior technical officer at the Marine Safety Division at the International Maritime Organization, or IMO. I wouldn't say um, really the electric vehicles are powered by batteries are are, are riskier than the conventional uh, field vehicles. And because um, there are many studies and researches um, from the industry or from the from different uh, institutes on this aspect, and the outcome from many of them are, are quite surprisingly. And the, the conclusion would be the new vehicles or electric vehicles are more safer than the uh, conventional um, vehicles. Now, that doesn't mean that car carrier operators like Hogue Autoliners don't need to take special precautions. Lithium-ion batteries do present a risk of what's called thermal runway. Even if the reports blaming electric cars for vehicle carrier fires can sometimes be overblown, 
Andreas Anger told me that the focus on fire safety in this sector of shipping is not overblown. Intensifying the concern and the issues around fire safety on car carriers and to some extent container vessels as well, which is a big problem regardless of what's uh, starting it. But obviously with, with, the, with the increased volume of electric cars on certain trade lanes, you know, and that's a new that's a new type of cars. We need to we also need to put in the effort to fully understand and deal with the uh, you know the hazards and risks that might come with that. Enger told me that Hogada Liners is working on the issue on a number of fronts. For example, they're checking car batteries to make sure that they have the right level of charge, which has been identified as one factor in fires. We are also not accepting uh, secondhand uh, EVs because there's uncertainty about the state of the battery. I think over time, we hope that we will be able to get, you know, measurements and, and security mechanisms that we can do that, because that will be a market. And uh, in the circular economy, it probably also, uh, over time, makes sense to move the second-hand electric cars around the world. And he said the company is working on measures on the new ships that the company is building, like doubling the amount of CO2 available to neutralize fires. And there may be some digital solutions. Optimally, what we are also starting to work on is sensors. I mean, we, on our new builds and, um, you know, might be expanded as well over time, uh, we are increasing connectivity on board our vessels a lot and also on the car deck. So, so um, and I think we will start by putting out sensors in the cars. But, but uh, you know, uh, Ultimately, I think we want to get in a position where we can uh, communicate with all our cars on board. In London, the regulators that oversee international shipping are looking at the issue of fire risk and electric vehicles. At the IMO, there are at least two prongs to this approach. One prong focuses on the International Maritime Dangerous Goods Code, which regulates how potentially hazardous cargoes are labeled and handled on ships. Bing Bing Song said the IMO is working to clearly identify the different kinds of cars that may require different approaches. Um, in the most recent years, I think we have been observing um, the increased use of the lithium batteries or other alternative fuels and uh, uh, not only powerful, uh, powering uh, the vehicles and also um, all the uh, related electronic uh, devices. And we have also seen um, some more accidents or linked to, um, to this kind of new, um, new devices. But uh, before um, I, I draw a conclusion or, or put a line there, I think it, it's also important for us to recognize uh, it's, it's not necessarily to link all of these high profile um, incidents that are toward into the electric vehicles. Um, during this CCC night meeting last week specifically, we have been observed uh, the views expressed from the member state and the industries. There are also important um, elements to distinguish um, the used vehicle or the new vehicles. So normally, um, in normal conditions, I would say um, for the brand new cars, the battery or the structural uh, integrity, they are, they are really in good condition and highly functional. And But when come to the used vehicle, um, the situation is totally different. The CCC is the subcommittee on carriage of cargoes and containers. And Song said progress was made in its recent meeting to set up those definitions between new and used vehicles. The other prong at the IMO focuses on ships themselves and the equipment on board. The issue was first raised by the delegation for China, whose officials not only proposed looking at risks associated with batteries and cars, but also other fuels that might power vehicles in a greener world, including hydrogen-powered cars. 
IMO member states are gearing up to discuss how to amend the treaty called the Safety of Life at Sea Convention, or SOLAS, which regulates how ships are constructed to ensure they're safe. After delays in getting the discussion started, the debate is scheduled for early next year. Those meetings will look at fire protection and fire detection on ships, as well as equipment for extinguishing fires, among other vessel features. This is Heike Degem. She's the director of the Maritime Safety Division at the IMO. The SOLAS Convention contains in Chapter 2 two uh, requirements for fire protection, detection, firefighting. It's quite a comprehensive and big chapter of the convention. What China was proposing in their uh, original submission to address these issues is to add on specifically enhanced uh, requirements for uh, the, the vehicle special category and row spaces on board ships where normally these things would be carried. And that involved what they were suggesting was enhanced fire detection, video monitoring, enhanced protection by fixed gas, fire extinguishing systems, vehicle partition and separation, where, how they are carried on board. And uh, also one issue they specifically mentioned was the charging of uh, EV vehicles on board ships that should be specifically considered and firefighter outfits that it goes basically through the whole range of uh, everything that's there now in SOLAS. Typically, new SOLAS rules would only apply to newly built ships because it's much more expensive to convert vessels. But Degum said IMO member states can consider applying some requirements to existing vessels. Now that IMO delegations have had time to dig into these issues, she hopes that they'll be well prepared when they debate the SOLAS changes next year. Here's more on the environment and the business of the ocean. The Green Seas newsletter has explored a debate over whether cruise ship companies are misleading passengers when they tout their use of LNG as a fuel on their vessels. Opportunity Green has filed complaints in the UK against Carnival and MSC Cruises over their advertising and marketing. The group says LNG is not a climate solution because of the problem of methane emissions. But Carnival said LNG is the best alternative now and will become a better one when renewable versions of the fuel become available. Sign up for the newsletter at tinyurl.com slash greensees. The Norwegian government has provided support for a project to put carbon capture on a ship owned by Solvang. The company is planning to pilot the equipment on the ethylene carrier Clipper Eris in June of next year. The system, developed by Wardzilla, is expected to capture 70% of the vessel's emissions. And French wind propulsion company Iro has raised 19.2 million euros in Series B financing. It plans to use the cash infusion to scale up production of its Ocean Wings wing sails. Read all these stories and more at tradewindsnews.com. Music for this episode is by Royalty Free Music from Pixabay.